just give me, I'm going to get stuck right in. Uh, God's just given me a great word for your house this morning. You're looking very cool behind that piano, it's got to be said. Very, very cool. How are you today? Your church, I was just lying in bed last night, just musing on this place. And, and I've, I've got a word today, but and I'll just sort of, I'll do a little bit and then I'll come, I'll preach. But I just sense in my spirit that God's got a real ambassadorial role for your church. And obviously that, that makes sense in that you're in Canberra. Um, but I could see that God was going to use your house almost as, as an ambassador in the nation for the kingdom of God. That he, that he set and an ambassador goes in and represents. And I, I felt very clearly uh, for you, Sean, and, and for Linda, that um, I could see in my spirit, and I don't know whether it's already happened, you haven't told me, but I, I sense that, that people are going to come to you in, in the, the coming days and years ahead. And not just the Australian government, but other governments are going to say to you, Sean, would you come in and would you, in a sense, be an ambassador or be someone that stands between two sides and, and, um, and you're going to be, be a person that uh, causes conflicts to end in nations around the world. You're going to walk into situations and conflicts are going to end. And, and you know as well as I do that it's not over <laughs> at all. It's not over until you're 101 and it's the time to go really, is it? Um, but the, God's going to put you in nations in the world where you're going to be like almost like an ambassador between uh, conflicting sides. It's going to be quite amazing. You think, well, how will God do that? But that's what he's going to do. And even in this nation, I sense for, for your lives and for the life of this house, that God's going to put you in a position as people. And what an honour that is as a church to be chosen by God for that role in a nation that you'll find yourself almost standing on behalf. And so in saying that, I want to get on to how much God is your coverer in doing that. And the title of my message today is The Advocate. And um, the adv advocate's a really trendy word. You know, like the trendy people use, like Bono's an advocate for this and that. And um, I've written a list of them here. Angelina Jolie is an advocate for human rights and refugees. Matt Damon is an advocate for worldwide clean water. Who knew? Bono from U2. When someone asks my husband how old he is, he says I'm the same age as Bono. That's his way of not answering. Bono from U2 is an advocate against global poverty. And then um, in England, back in a past life, for those of you that don't know me, my husband and I left Australia in 1991 and went to England for 29 and a half years and planted churches across in England and across Europe. And um, another role I had, I ran a um, anti-trafficking charity that I started from scratch. And I ended up in some amazing places and I ended up one time the girls know now I'm lulling you into a false sense of security with a nice story. Um, so one time I ended up um, in, this, in the, uh, the Russian embassy in London. You probably wouldn't want to be in a Russian embassy right now. You may not make it out. But I was in this, we we're having cocktails in the Russian embassy and it was a, um, an event against human trafficking. And there's this famous actress there called Mira Savino. And so someone introduced me to this actress and I'd like to say that I represented you all very well. But I don't know what overtook me. So I was there in my very best Kmart shirt and everything, trying to fit in. And um, this, she was eating like a cocktail sausage off a cocktail stick 
and she, she finished it and she was just about to put the cocktail stick into a, hand, a little Prada handbag that she had there. And I don't know what, I, I, honestly, honestly, I don't know what overtook me, but I, I, I said, give that to me. And I took the toothpick and put it in my bag. So I looked like I was some sort of stalker. And then it got, it only got worse. Like I'm trying to be an advocate here for human trafficking. And then I'm standing between Muhammad Al-Fayed and the Duke of Kent while they're doing these speeches, right? And I've got this orange juice in my hand. My top was white. You know what's going to happen, church, don't you? Yes. And so I'm enthusiastically clapping the speeches and spilled the whole thing of orange juice. So basically right down the front of my shirt. So I didn't advocate very well that night. But you know, very few people in their advocacy for something actually give their life. Even our incredible friend Nelson Mandela in his incredible advocacy, he never gave his life. Princess Diana in her advocacy against landmines, she never gave her life. What is an advocate? He's an untiring champion, an upholder, a supporter, a backer, a promoter, a protector, a patron. You know where I'm going, church, don't you? A person who puts a case on someone else's behalf and a person who stands in the gap of the defence of another. And I know one. I know one this morning. A champion who gave the final sacrifice for your ultimate defence. And I want to prophesy over your house this morning as you become incredible ambassadors for the kingdom. I know one who is an advocate for the defence of your house and his name is Jesus. Jesus became your ultimate defence lawyer, your bridge to the promises of God, your ultimate defender, your patron, your supporter, your backer, your promoter, your eternal champion, your vindicator, your justifier. This is our Jesus today. This is our Jesus today who walks through this room this morning, touching hearts and changing lives. He's the one who believes in you. Some of you need to hear that this morning. You have one in heaven this morning who believes in you. He supports you. He backs you. He fights for you. He's fighting for you. Right now, in heaven, right now, Jesus is fighting for you. He's not just fighting for all of us this morning. He's fighting for you. He's not going to sit back and allow your life to be ruined or unrewarded. This is our Jesus. I'm going to be heavy on scripture this morning because I'm long in the tooth enough to know that Jenny from the block can't help you. But scripture can. Romans 8.34, who then is the one who condemns us? No one. Christ Jesus who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is interceding for us. Right now, this very microsecond, Jesus is interceding for your life. I know we could all go home at that thought. Right now, your defender, your patron, your backer, your vindicator, your justifier is fighting for you in heaven right now. Hebrews 7.25, because he always lives 
to intercede for them. He's interceding for you. 1 John 2 verse 1. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Much better than Jenny with the orange juice. Jesus Christ, the righteous one, he's the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And not only for our sins, but for the sins of the whole world. Your defender is strong. Your defender, church, your defender is strong. You have Muhammad Ali in your corner this morning, church. Your God is the winner in the rumble in the jungle. Did you hear me about that? The whole world's looking like this morning that they've got the church in this vice. Let me tell you this morning, Muhammad Ali is in your corner. And George Foreman might be prancing around, looking like he's going to win the rumble in the jungle. But my God, Muhammad Ali, he floats like a butterfly and he stings like a bee. My God this morning is your defender. Now let me tell you a story, a couple of little stories about my son when he was 15. And so we used to have a bit of a joke because when your boy's 15, like I'd go into his bedroom in the morning and this is what I'd get. <laughs> so we would have a joke between us that I would leave the room and then I would re-enter. Parenting 101. <laughs> and then when I would re-enter, I would expect a better response. Now, I probably did the wrong thing. I should have just demanded the immediate one, but I was being kind. But also, my son, when I was 15, when he was 15, and probably even now, to be fair, maybe that's the male species, but we won't go there because the, you're in the room. But I would talk to him and I would tell him all sorts of things and he wasn't listening. I can tell David Anthony Gilpin something 10 times and then he'll ask me the question about it. And I think, I don't think it's actually deafness. I think what it is, is selected hearing. Just saying. Anyway, I would go, shh, I'm preaching this morning, Sean. Shh. <laughs> I would hear, it, would, it would be like he would never hear anything I said. And then two days later, he would reiterate the entire conversation and tell me everything I had said. And I learned not to misinterpret silence for disinvolvement. And sometimes when we say, well, God, it's silent right now. How is it possible that you're my advocate and my defender? How is it possible that you're being my, my Muhammad Ali right now? Silence should not be misinterpreted as disinterest. Because you can't always see what God is doing for you. He's fighting for you. We misinterpret it. We misinterpret God's timing as disinvolvement. He's not disinvolved, nor is he disinterested, nor is he inactive. He's fighting on your behalf this morning. I'm going to read you some more scripture. You ready? Psalm 34, verse 4 to 7, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. 
Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard and he saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Psalm 34, verse 15, the eyes of the Lord. Let the scripture speak to you today. The eyes of the Lord, they are on the righteous. His ears are attentive. Attentive is different to listening, men. Attentive is actually taking the nuance of your heart. God is attentive to your prayers today. He's close. It says he delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers them from them all. God's attentive to you this morning. But you know what is amazing about this scripture is that God says he delivers us from our fears first. Now we want God to come along like Muhammad Ali and knock our enemies out of the park and get rid of the situation before he delivers with the fear. So some of us are still living this morning in the reality of the fight, but God wants to come and deliver you from your fear from your fear of what might happen, from your fear that God's not for you, from your fear. Look, the scripture says, I am young and now I am old and I am. And I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging bread, never. We went to, I mean, we've got some mad stories about how God provided for us. We left Australia with $100 support a month, pregnant, knew nobody at all in England could be called crazy and then my son was like really really like super hyperactive ladies like cray cray and I said to God God I could really do with one of those things you hang the kids in the door not hang them but (laughs) those things where they bounce around and the next day my husband got we're in this little terrace house the next day my husband pretending to be 